Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mad because obviously like, I've got bare um, Arsenal fans that follow the platform um, on, on Twitter. And like, they're like, you're next up. That's... That's the common feedback that I get. You're next up. This Kayon Edwards, trust me, is a joke. Do you see that on Twitter? Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. Before I shout out Dej, I can't lie, I'm I'm pumped up for this one. Not only because we have a fantastic young talent, but I'm just excited about the future of this platform, bro. No, I agree with you, bro. Like a lot of good things coming ahead, a lot of good plans, but yeah, we just have to keep working hard and putting our head down. So looking forward to the future. No, definitely. As we said on the last episode, obviously we're trying to build a community, so we want to get feedback from you guys and let us know how we can improve the podcast let us know what you want to see because we want to build a community so leave a comment and we take all feedback we read all of it and we'll try to reply to as many as possible there just anything you want to add no i agree with you obviously as we said we want to increase engagement so let us know what you think what we can improve and obviously we'll listen like we're open to taking feedback from from our supporters and stuff so yeah no, definitely. Before we introduce our guests, I just want to quickly plug our socials. Follow our Twitter at podcast underscore TBG. Our Instagram at pod underscore TBG. Our TikTok that's getting poof, <laughs> millions of views now <laughs> yeah. at TBG pod. And subscribe to the YouTube channel and like this video because it helps the algorithm and it helps us get bigger and better guests onto the platform. So I'm delighted to announce and introduce Maggi <laughs> Kayon Edwards onto the platform. Welcome, welcome, that's welcome, facts, bro, man. Facts. What are you saying, man? I'm good, man. How are you? We're all good, man, and love for the care package. I think it's better to do it at <laughs> yeah. the beginning. You know, yeah, Kayon dropped us a... You usually show this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kayon's kindly given us his shirt that he's worn, the Papa John's trophy competition. So what we're going to do, the best comment will be winning this shirt. So we've got hold of it, so... We're going to be reading and looking. So the best one, best comment will actually win this shirt. So that's our promise to you guys. Oh, definitely. So yeah, let's talk about the hair in now. We're obviously at the end of last season and pre-season is fast arriving. So what have you been up to, my bro? Um, I've just been chilling, you know, just been on holiday with my friends. And yeah, that's it really. Okay, so what did you get up to? Anything exciting? And uh, we went Ayanapa, yeah, but uh, it was it was a blast. It was, <laughs> it was a good time away with the lads. Obviously, yeah. all of us are footballers, so we just used that time to just wind down and take our head away from football. Because mm, during the season, there's a lot of pressure on performance and stuff like that. So, like, how important is that sort of bonding time where you're not really talking about football? It's more just the lad stuff. Because again, you're still young. You're a teenager. Yeah. When you're in that football bubble, it's like pressure, pressure, pressure. So how how good was that? Nah, it was very good because sometimes when you try and focus too much on football, sometimes it don't go 
the way you want it to. Yeah. So I feel like with the younger generation coming up now, I would say like try to enjoy life as much as you can, as well as working hard when it's time to go. Definitely. Like I speak to like bear players and obviously people surrounding the game. And in regards to like when you're with your boys that like, in football, do you like, actually chat about football? Because when I speak to bear man, they're like, listen, I, when I'm with my boys, it's just different stuff. We don't talk about football. Nah, we talk about a mixture of stuff. Sometimes football, mm. sometimes just normal life stuff, like mm. what just happens on our day-to-day lives. And yeah, that's it really. Cool. Mm, yeah, let's go back to the beginning because as we said, you're still a young player, um, obviously from North London. So how did you get into football? Um, I was about four years old and I was in the park with my brother and we were just having a kickabout and some guy was just watching. But I wasn't. I was too young to notice what he was trying to do. And my brother like said that like, you're right. He's like, yeah, like obviously I'm a scout for TFA, whatever, whatever. So I've gone down there, and then it's just all gone so right from for there. For context, like what's TFA? For uh, people that probably don't it's know. It's my Sunday league team. Okay. Total Football Academy. Yeah, there's a few ballers there as well. Okay. That's made it out from there. Okay, so which players like made it made it out of there? Like Makai, Elijah, Haroon. Who else is there? There's a few others. Okay. Yeah, a few others. So who's the best baller back then? Was it you? Uh, <laughs> I, I know your man yeah. were watching it, so be careful what you say. <laughs> They'll probably check you in the you're comments, gonna, right? You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> you were the best, didn't it? Uh, Secretly. Nah, we, we, all had, we all had different qualities, didn't it? But you were banging the goals. But I was the goal scorer, innit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so, like, in terms of, like, being at TFA, so when were the moments where like clubs started showing interest in you and started saying, you know what, this boy is a baller, we need to like take him onto the next level? I'll be honest, I was there for so many years. It, I think like when we started playing tournaments and that, like, as we got a bit older, like seven, six, six, seven, mm-hmm. that's when I started getting noticed by like Arsenal and Chelsea, clubs like that. Okay, so six, seven, you're doing your thing in Sunday League. Obviously, you said you're banging in the goals ripping it up so when do you join Arsenal and why do you pick Arsenal over Chelsea or is that not the case nah, this is a story that I like to tell people as well. okay so I was about six seven and I'm at both because obviously you don't have to sign until you're nine in it mm-hmm. so I'm just going in between but then the only difference that the only difference that there was was that just a traveling distance I think and obviously we just chose Arsenal it was that it was right around the corner we just thought why not so in terms um, of like, did you actually go to Chelsea or like they approached you and you said, you know what, the distance is a bit techie, so uh, let me just go to... They, they approached me, they approached my parents and yeah, it was just, we had to make a decision by the time I got to nine and we just chose Arsenal. So what, you were training with both? Yeah, both. Okay, yeah. so how did you find it in terms of, I don't know, quality, uh, facilities, teammates, if you were to like compare the two? Uh, back then, Chelsea's facilities it was cold yeah and yeah I would say that was the only difference then okay so in terms of like that support system because obviously like we're of the generation before you and it's like we've got African parents and it's like one of those ones is that when you're young it's listen school books Sundays church you're not missing no class for any sort of training. Yeah. You get what I mean? So who was doing all that legwork in regards to taking you to Chelsea, taking you to Arsenal? Was it your brother? Was it your parents? Who was supporting uh, you, bro? It was my parents, you know. Serious. Like, my mum used to have to sneak out of work just to get Serious. me to Chelsea. Yeah, I rate that, you know. Sometimes my dad would take me. they just take a turn. Okay. So in terms of like growing up, obviously you've got a well-known family in North and stuff like that. So how important was that? Because I think families are so important and it's underrated in football. I know some people talk about it, but it's very important um, for families to keep you on that straight and narrow. So like, obviously on the ends, there's all extracurricular activities that people can get involved in, but how good were your family in like shielding you away from that? I'll be real, my my, my dad, for instance, he's he's always taught me that right from wrong. He's always showed me what pathway I need to stay on because mm-hmm. the other path's not very good and obviously other family members as well so I just had to knuckle down and 
just keeping a straight path. So obviously, as Dad said, you've got like a well-known and connected family in North London. So in regards to like growing up, like 10, 11, obviously you signed for Arsenal at what what age? Nine. Nine. So like, do you feel like, like I need to make it? When do you feel like I need to make it? I'll be honest, I don't put that much pressure on myself. Mm. Obviously, I know that's my dream. I want to be a footballer, but I know it's going to come like, I believe in myself, my family believe in me, so that like, I just know and I believe in God, so mm. it will follow through. Mm, so how important is how important is religion to you? Because obviously you've just mentioned God, so that's a Nah, it's very important that like, people might not know this, even my friends might not know this, but before every game, before I go to bed I'm make sure I pray because I'm fortunate for the situation I'm in right now. So I just yeah, just gotta give him thanks mm. all the time. So in terms of like your friendship group from the local area and stuff like, so how is your relationship with that? Or is your like circle just like mainly footballers and stuff? And my circle's mainly like footballers, but like I got a few friends outside of football, but my circle's very tight. And we got one here today yeah, as well. So, <laughs> <got a big, laughs> <laughs> so how, how is it? Because like, I remember obviously I had boys that have made it as footballers and when they're in the ends they're like listen you're snaking us oh bro you don't want to hang out like what's going on bro you, you're too big time for us so how do you manage that sort of dynamic or has it never been like that for it's you? It's never been like that but I think that's because I've got good people around me and I surround myself with the right people mm. like there's never like anyone telling me oh why are you going training come chill with us like it's never been that everyone knows what I've wanted from young and they just stuck by me. So, like, even, like, the pressures of being young, obviously, you are Arsenal and you are dominant. How How is it growing up in this time in terms of, like, social media, everything's so, like, hyper-connected? you got TikTok. Yeah. Someone has a bad game. You get DM'd on Instagram and, oh, you're, you're not good enough, you're rubbish. Yeah. So, so how do you kind of, like, shield yourself away from that? I'll be honest, if I have a bad game... I'm not really on the internet. If okay. <laughs> yeah. It's straight to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have a good game, then I'm on every app. Yeah. Okay, we're checking like, that. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, talk to us about going through the ranks at Arsenal. So let's go back to you being 12, 13. What's happening at Arsenal? 12, 13. I think I got my... 12, 13. Nah, that's when like day release and that started. You know, mm. day release yeah, when you yeah. leave school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's started now. And obviously, leaving school halfway through the day, looking at your friends, you just feel like the man. <laughs> what are your friends saying? What are your friends saying? Screwing, screwing. What were you missing? The subjects that you didn't like yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just missing history, geography. You want that nonsense? I was loving it. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But yeah. So how was that experience though? Like, take us through a day at day release. Um, so we would I'd leave at about lunchtime at school, mm. so which is at twelve thirty one. Then I'd go to Arsenal for about one forty five. Mm. Get in, we eat lunch, and then we would like do prep. And then we'll train, have analysis, gym, eat, and then home. Mm -hmm. That was literally our day, but yeah, good. So even in terms of like the academy setup, um, how did you sort of progress up the ranks? Did they give you like a contract every two years, every year? So how do you know you're making it through to the next level? I think 12 is when my, con I think when I was under 12, I think my contract, I just had got two years. So I think that went on to 14s. And then 14s went on to 16s. But 16 is where, like, you get told if you're getting a scholar or not. Yeah. So that was, like, a big thing. And obviously, I was just delighted to get my scholar back then. So what, were you, like, one of the nailed-on guys that, oh, you know, he's going to get his scholar? Obviously, you were performing and stuff. Or was there any sort of situations where, like, ooh, this year's a bit techie, like, I didn't really perform, I could get released? Or were you sort of always excelling at your age group? I'll be honest, when I was under 15s, I was going through a lot of like growth spurts and that like, growth pain in my knees, my Achilles and my severs. So like, I wasn't really moving how I would want to move. And like, you could see it within my performances. That was probably my, I'll say, worst footballing year. 
Mm, under 15s, but then under 16s, I came back and done <laughs> mad thing. Dominated. I just done a mad thing. So, like, how did you deal with that kind of adversity at 15? Because, again, as I always say, people like to sort of preach the high life of footballers, enjoyment, money, and stuff like that. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of sacrifice, there's a lot of self doubt, there's a lot of pain. So, like, during that period, like, how did you cope with it? I think I just used family as a as a stepping stone. Like they helped me when it was rough. Like if I needed anything, I could just talk to my dad or my mum. And obviously I had older cousins that also played football. And I'd chat to them. Okay, what they played at a professional level. Yeah. Okay, which which players were they? Uh Rolando Aarons, you know. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He was at Newcastle yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it really. Mm, just just for some context, like who was in your age group, like um, going through the ranks at Arsenal? What other players that are probably, you know, well known now or whatever mm. that, that were in your age group at the time? We had a couple ballers. Okay. Like Malcolm, Malcolm oh, Abir. Yeah, big him up. Yeah, 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 yeah uh, player. Brooke Norton Cuffey. Oh, yeah, he's been yeah. on, he's yeah. been on, yeah. Been on, yeah, big him yeah. up. Uh, Mari Hutchinson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charlie Patima. Okay. okay. Yeah. Jeez, that's a that's a, that's a ballers, yeah. yeah that's same, like, same on Lewis as well. Little big and okay. big baller. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's that's a big alumni, that, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's quality that right there. Yeah. So you get to 1718, um 2022, I believe, you signed your first pro contract. Yeah. What did that mean to you? It meant the world to me, I know, I can't lie. Serious. Because obviously as a kid growing up, knowing this is what you wanted to be from so young to having been told by Arsenal Football Club that they want to offer you a professional contract, it was outrageous. That I didn't know what to say at the time, but I was just thankful and just praised the Lord every time for this opportunity. Mm, so talk us through the day. Like, How was it announced? Were you called into an office by the first team manager? Was it per Mertesack or who... How did it go? It was per Matasaka, you know. Emailed. Obviously, I had a conversation over the mm. phone. And then, yeah, weeks later, well, it took a bit of time to sort out my deal. But we got there in the end. And, yeah, we came in. My agents, my mum, my, my, my immediate family was there. And, yeah, we just got to the signing. Mm. Do you mind giving us any sort of, like, insight into that conversation with Pierre? Like, what, what happened? Um just sat down we had a plan and yeah that was about it just yeah. about what's going to happen with me over the years and yeah we just took it from there okay so is it more like okay we're signing you this this is your sort of map for the future like we need to maybe train with the first team or you might have to go on a few loans yeah but like listen we trust you we think you're the future we think you can sort of make our arsenal or make it as a pro yeah it was exactly that exactly what you just said mm. So obviously you signed that first contract. What did you say to your family? What was the conversation when you got home? How were your parents? Nah, my parents were delighted. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> Especially my mum. Like, yeah. She's probably my biggest supporter. That's, that's sick. Yeah. Knowing my dad, he was just there. Like, he was happy, but... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah, show, he like, just chilled. Hard work just started, yeah, now yeah, I kind of take it. So did you do anything to celebrate? Uh, I think I had my mum put on a surprise for me oh, oh, all my family and friends is yeah. it oh that's dope was it like a big arsenal cake or something or? I can't remember what cake it was <laughs> I knew there was cake <laughs> though must have all yeah so like as Dot said when you sign that pro hard work starts now a lot of people think you know you sign your pro you've made it but that's the beginning of the hard work because now yeah. you're a professional and the competition is rife Especially at a club like Arsenal, where it's stacked with talent in those forward positions. Yeah. You know, Saka's obviously doing his thing. Eddie's come from the academy, and there's a few others that are, are doing their thing. So, mm -hmm. what was your mindset after you signed that that professional deal? My mindset was just to keep working hard. Obviously, I've been given this opportunity for a reason. I know I have talent, but talent's not going to bring you to the top of your game. Mm. You've got to have a bit of everything to, to maximise your game. So, let's say for people that haven't watched you play, uh, what's a player profile? Like, how would you say you play? What positions do you play? What's your strengths? I'm, I'm a striker, but I can play in a two. 
but I, like, I sometimes like to be the one that's just behind the striker. Oh, just mm. getting those. Like, yeah. I can, I'm very good. I can play. I can mm. play football. So yeah, that's why I, I can play left wing as well. Mm. So, and it's important to be versatile nowadays yeah. because managers change the systems four three three. No, one number nine, two wingers, two in. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So do you watch anyone like maybe at Arsenal or even in the game like, where you model and you'll be like, I like the look of this player. Let me take a few things. Is that is that something you do? I'll be real. Gabby Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> His hold up plays a joke. Serious. You should see him in training. Man. What, just, just bullying, man? Just elegant. Just mm. the way he moves. Yeah. His movement is always too sharp. Mm. So I try and take that out of his game and yeah, put yeah. it into mine. How's, no, no, because you hear a lot about like the leadership that he's added in the camp. Him, Simchenko. How, how's he been with the young players, Gabi Jesus? Nah, he's very good, you know. To be fair, at first I thought maybe he might try and be a bit BT. <laughs> but to be fair, when I first travelled with the first team, like, mm. he put his arm around me like he asked he asks you who I am basically. Is it? Like he tried to get to know me. Like some players will know me that like, just like who's this guy? Like yeah. just try to walk past him. But he actually gave me time of day. So how is that like sort of training with these sort of professional footballers? Gabby Jesus, Granite Shaka looks like he's potentially leaving Thomas Party. Nah, it's mad training with them, like. mm. You just gotta make sure that like, you're always on it. Yeah. Because even though you're young and but they will get on to you if they need to. <laughs> so you gotta make sure <laughs> Mm. everything so, is sharp so when was that sort of welcome to the first team moment like whether it was a tackle or whether you scored and everyone's like jumping around you like when, when was that moment I'll be honest it was one time I was holding up the ball and Gabriel just went straight through <laughs> <laughs> I said yeah welcome to first team yes. yeah. that's when I knew I was here yeah. yeah so how do you hang like physically because you're quite a big lad how do you hang is it do you feel that physical difference between under 21s and first team or can you hold your own kind of thing nah it's a it's a big difference like you have to be a lot smarter when you're with mm. the first team because obviously I'm physical but first team environment there's players that are also as physical if not more physical than me so I have to adapt my game sometimes mm. I might have to drop into spaces drag defenders out or running behind and yeah no, bro, I hear you. Like, it's mad because, like, sometimes, like, you speak to players and they're like, listen, it could be a bit daunting going into the first team because you don't really see people of a similar age or you don't really see Mandan. But obviously, with Arsenal, you're fortunate enough to have people like yourself. For example, Bakayo Saka, you know, Eddie and Ketia, Emil Smith Rowe, they've all come from the academy and they've done their thing and they're now dominating the first team. So, when you see man like that, does that give you confidence that, listen, I belong here? Nah, it gives me drive. Yeah. When I see that, it gives me drive because obviously I believe in myself a lot and I just hopefully one day I can train them. Mm. So who out of that sort of Hayland alumni do you like speak to and they maybe give you advice or is there that sort of relationship? Obviously, I've spoken to Eddie a few times. Mm. Obviously, I've trained with him. We've done that, finishing that after a session at Arsenal mm. that me and him go with the keepers and yeah just try and like, see what he does that's mm. different in my game and yeah I think he's one of yeah, probably Arsenal's my... best finisher, finisher yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah he's yeah. quality finisher still mm. so what sort of things have you learned from him in terms of techniques in, in finishing like the way he strikes the ball see me I like to use my instep a lot yeah okay. but him like he can do like both of both feet as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I've been trying to replicate that. Talk to us about the season that's just finished. How, how would you sum it up? Your personal performance? A bit of a roller coaster, you know. Serious? Yeah, because obviously, started off the season well. Then I got a hamstring injury, which set me back a bit, but it weren't major. Came back, was doing all right, getting back my fitness and that. Then I played Stoke and I think it was in the second half. I must have received the ball and then the defenders just like gone straight through me. But like my ankles got stuck in the ground mm. and it's twisted one way and my knees like gone that way. Mm. And yeah, I just I literally broke my ankle and tore like three ligaments. 
So yeah. is that the one where you had surgery? Yeah. I think I messaged you get well soon yeah. kind of thing. So I swear before that you was in the match day squad of the Europa League. Yeah, I was, you know, I think I got called up. I can't remember what game was it. Was it Bodo or something? Bodo, yeah, yeah that team yeah. and PSV at home. So I was involved in that. Yeah. Yeah, so how is that? That's not a little thing, you know. That's it. You're saying that calmly, bro. Like, how was that experience? Like, did Mikel call you and say, "Listen, you're gonna be in the squad. We want you to." How was that? That call up? Nah, I was my t- my twenty ones manager. I think he just before training he told me, "Yeah, you're with the first team, and obviously just be prepared to travel." And I was like, "Right, is it?" Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was just happy to be over there and happy for the manager to put his trust in to be over there with them so in terms of that relationship with Mikel Arteta obviously last season Arsenal finished second he's had a lot of plaudits about his work with the team and young players so have you had any sort of like one-to-one conversation with him not deep one-to-one conversation but like on the field like if I've done something right or wrong he'll let me know that yeah so yeah obviously just to, to dig a little deeper into the Europa League experience so like, how, how is it travelling with the first team squad? Who are you befriending? Are you, like, first day of school? Like, how is it, bro? Honestly. Nah, it's sick. Because, yeah. like, I have friends on like, friends from school who support Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm on the bus with these players that yeah, they yeah. talk about. So it's just a bit mad. Mm. So what was the conversation with your schoolmate? What were they messaging you? Like, oh, we can see you on TV or we can see you. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what was the sort of... Some were saying they can see me on TV. Some were asking how are the players, like... <laughs> Not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. And yeah, just stuff like, questions like that. Yeah. So in terms of like the Arsenal first team, when you're training with the, the players, who would you say is like, I don't know, the best trainer? I'd say... Gabby Jesus. Okay. So what is it about him? The intensity, the, the mindset? Like, and... The way he, he does things like he's playing a game. Like you wouldn't be able to tell he's in training. Yeah, like everything's mm. just like sharp. He does everything to the best of his ability. Yeah, so and to be fair, Martinelli as well. Okay, he's yeah. intense. He's, he's quick. He's a joke. So who's the most like vocal on the training pitch? They're always giving information. They shout in instructions. Yeah. Who? Granite Jacker. Yeah. Okay. Probably he's a leader still. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes he don't even have to talk. It's just his aura. Okay. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's that sort of person. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you touched on the injury, horrific injury. How long did it set you back for? How long was you injured for? I think I was out for about 18 months. So that's about four and a half, four and a half months. 18 weeks. 18 weeks, what are you saying? I was like, 18 months. I was doing that. 18 weeks, 18 weeks, 18 weeks. So, bro, what was going through your head, man? Like, I was devastated because... I had such a good start to that season and then to being told you've broken your ankle and torn three ligaments is it was something something you don't want to hear in it. And yeah. I just used that time as just being my family and just taking my head away from football. But I won't lie, it was affecting me, I'm not gonna lie. Because obviously I wanna be on the pitch. I'm of seeing course, all yeah. my boys playing football and I'm just at home sitting there. So, just wanted to say that how difficult was it? Because obviously it affects you, but we don't know the extent in terms of what's going through your head, bro. Because it mu- it must be tough. To be fair, before my operation, mm. I was alright. Like mentally, I was alright. I was just going about my day. But after the operation, when the pain started hitting me, that's when I felt it. Like mental thoughts that. Like, I was sitting on my stairs at like 4 a.m. holding my leg up because I'm in so much pain, trying to take tablets. That's like, nothing's helping. Yeah. Going in the bath at 5 a.m. The only thing that actually helped me was the World Cup. Okay. If there was yeah, no World yeah. Cup, I don't know what I would have done. Serious. So were you living with like family and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank God you made you made a full recovery. So how was that process when you started to like feel better? Nah, when I could, when I was back on my feet walking again, I felt like, I felt like a new man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so was there a point where you were like bed bound, so you couldn't yeah. even really walk? Or? I was bed bound for at least two weeks. 
actually nothing. It's there. I had like a like a cushion on my bed, and like I had to have my foot yeah. elevated. Wow. And yeah, I couldn't do this. That. Is what I'm saying. This is what people don't see with the football life as well, because as much as there's the ups, there's also yes, the downs, and especially to have it so young as well, it must be yeah. It's crazy, and also like when I when I'm having to bath. I have to put like a plastic bag. Yeah. They gave me like a plastic bag to put over my leg. So yeah. obviously I don't get infected yeah. or anything like that. It was just crazy. So during these periods, are you having like contact with the club? Like, I don't know, maybe Per or your coach. Like they're checking in on you saying, oh, okay, you're okay. Like, how are you doing? How are you progressing? Yeah, both both coaches messaged me. And obviously Per, yeah, he made sure I was all right. Yeah. Like he was one of the first to check in. Okay, so did yeah. he come to visit your house or? Like nah, he just popped a message straight. Like, okay. Basically, as soon as I, after my operation, popped a message checking how I was. Yeah. So in terms of now, have you made like a full recovery and? Yeah, I'm, I'm recovered now. Yeah. Okay, I know towards the end of the season you played some played, under yeah, yeah under twenty one games yeah. and stuff like. So how do, how do you feel in terms of your physical fitness from I don't know, let's say when you're called up to the Europa League squad till now. When when I got called out, I felt probably at the best of my game. Yeah, I felt sharp, fit, confident. Obviously, now I'm going back in. Obviously, I've been training. I feel sharp and fit and ready to go again. Oh, that's good to hear. And in terms of obviously preseasons coming soon, um, have you already thought of like your aims and objectives for next season? To be fair, I have, but not all of them. I'm still sitting down writing on my notes what I want to achieve this year. So where do you feel in terms of your development now? Do you still think you should be within that development system where you're playing under-21s? Or like Brooke, when he came onto the pod, he was adamant that this season I need to be playing first-team football. Do you think maybe alone? Would be good for you or yeah i think that's definitely in the in one of that's definitely in my plan mm. to go on loan because obviously i'm, I'm 20 in september mm. so i want to like start seeing the men's, other football, side, yeah. men's football so you're open to like going yeah. and, and testing yourself mm. and because a lot of young players talk about maybe the you know going and living by yourself it teaches them life skills that maybe if you're sat at home comforts you don't get to to have in terms yeah. of cooking for yourself and being by yourself and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You think you're ready for that? Yeah, I can cook, man. What's your go to? Taking it out of my Go on. Um, I can do a, I can do a chicken and rice, bolognese. Yeah. 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 The basics. Yeah, where did you learn? Who taught you? I know it's your missus. No, no, my mum. No, mum, calm, calm. So... When, again, as fans, we watch Arsenal and we're looking at the news and thinking, geez, 100 M's, Declan Rice, 40 mil, Lavia, you know, Timber, 40 mm. mil. As a young... 65. 65, yeah, that's mm. the one that escaped my mouth. <laughs> Thanks, though. So, as a young player, you're thinking, geez, like, my team's doing their thing, they're signing, let's go for the Prem. But as a young player, you're thinking, hmm, where does this leave me? This might... It might take longer for me to get my opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously it's never gonna be easy to get into Arsenal's first team. It's a very big club and a club with very good talents. So it's never gonna be straightforward. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes you might have to take the longer route to get to where you need to get to. It's like a lot of people think, Oh no, I need to be in the first team now, now, mm-hmm. now. But that's just not how life works. 100%. Sometimes you have to D route to get back on route. 100, 100. Well, that, well said. Well, well said, well said. And in terms of talks about going on loan, has talks begun between the club and your agent, anything like that? Not as far as I'm, not as far as I'm aware, but yeah. hopefully that. Is that something you would like initiate, like, oh, like tell one of your agents, like, listen, um, obviously I want to maybe like broaden my horizons and yeah. I want to play first team yeah. football? That's definitely something I'll, I'll speak to him about. But also, like, maybe I might need to get a bit, like, a few more minutes before I go out. Mm. But we'll see what can happen. No, definitely. And you've got a great support team and I know they'll make the right choice. Um, In regards to potentially going out on loan, 
do you look at following Balogun and think? Oh, you said it with the Nigerian tongue. I, I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to. Do you look at him and think that that's the model? Because when I watch him play, I think, poof, this is going to be a world-class striker. He's going to the top. Whether it's going to be at Arsenal, I don't know. But do you look at him and think, yeah, this is mad talent? Yeah, no, nah, he's a serious player. Mm. I'd say he's one of the, from what I've seen, one of the best to come out. Of Arsenal? From my like serious. sort of generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd say he's one of the best to come out. So what is it about him? Like, is it the hunger? I think, I don't know, it's the, the way he plays, like, he just plays like so freely, mm. but like, it's raw but elegant at the same time. Mm. Like, he just loves, he just bangs goals for fun. Mm. That's and obviously that's what strikers love to do, and it's just good to see him doing it. Mm. So, what do you think has made him sort of stand out this season? I'd say stepping out of his comfort zone and showing the world what he's capable of. So, in terms of like a loan move, obviously, probably uh, a club in England might be the next route, but. Would you be open to like going abroad and going to a different country? Yeah, well, if, if it suits me, if everything's right within the club, then yeah, I wouldn't mind. It's mad because obviously, like, I got bare um, Arsenal fans that follow the platform um, on on Twitter, and like, they're like, "You're next up." That's that's the common feedback that I get. You're next up. This Kayon Edwards, trust me, is a joke. Do you see that on Twitter? Not really, but mom, sometimes my mum <laughs> But I'm the type of person that uh, I don't really listen to all of that. I just mm. knuckle down and mm. go along with my day and just try and be the best version of myself. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a bit about last season, Arsenal, like the vibe within the club. <laughs> Obviously, you were going for a title until like the last three or four games then obviously like we we know what happened with Manchester City how was the vibe around the camp what towards the end yeah mm. towards the end were you in the club or was yeah, this yeah. yeah like obviously everyone there's the natural reaction to knowing you're not winning the league you're going to be a bit down but one thing I'll say is like all the players they still made sure like they're on it <laughs> the staff remained the same they didn't change anything like you can see there's a clear like identity in the club mm. and regardless of win draw lose that like, stays the same and as a young player like um obviously you've been there for a long stretch of time there was that period where like the fans weren't on side they were sort of calling for Emre out Wenger out and stuff in Tetter out at one point yeah Tetter out mm. uh, at one point so like how have you found sort of like the club mixing with the fans again because from the outside looking in this is like the most United I've seen Arsenal in, in a lot of years. I think it's very good because like, I think it ha not just helps the players, it helps staff as well. Because when like, everyone's together, it makes everyone's jobs easier. Mm -hmm. like, if you've got fans booing, saying this, chants, all of that, like, it's just not going to help. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like, this is my last one on Arsenal, if you had to send a message to the Arsenal fans... A lot of well wishes when you got injured, you know, that, that hard road to recovery, grinding every day to get back fit and dumb man supporting you, probably sending you well wishes all the time. So if you had to like just give a message to them, what would you say? I'd just say thanks for that, all the good supportive messages because it meant a lot to me because I was down. Like, I'm a human being. Like, mm. Some people look at me as a footballer, but I'm also a human. Like, I feel pain. And things like that, but yeah, it was just good to have no like to know there was a lot of support around me, and yeah, I just want to thank everyone that wished me well in my recovery. So, in terms of football, like, are you like a student of a game? Like every game that's on foot on TV, you're watching, you're tuning in, and and watching. Or how's your relationship with football? Do you switch off or? Nah, I love football. I I think it's from my dad though. My dad will watch every game, whether it's Prem Champ. League one, like, he's on it, but me, like, I watch it a lot. But there's times where I won't watch it. Mm. But I'm in, like big games, I'm I'm there. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm there regardless. So, what's your thoughts on football? Like we see, obviously, like Mbappe's, the Harlands, like 
even like the Salas in the Prem, Bernardo Silva's like, which players do you look at and think, hmm, this guy, he's operating at a different level. Even Saka, Arsenal, mm. to be fair. To be fair, Haaland. He's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> He's a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on another planet still. Mm. Yeah. Okay, do you think he's the best player in the Premier League? Not player. Oh. Best goal scorer. So who's the best player? Best player in the Prem, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, okay. 100%. Mm. What do you think makes him like such a top, top player then? I don't know. I think it's the way he plays the game and the way he reads mm. the game. And that he's just so effective. Like, even if he don't score, like he just does within a game. He's doing something that's just leads into something, whether mm. that's a chance, a goal, assist. Mm. Like he's always involved in something. Yeah. So like, if people are watching in, like, what's one thing that people probably don't know about you? That and anything. Yes, like, like just anything in life, or uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a uh, tree, so. this, this is a hard one. <laughs> hard All one. right, then we'll come back to it, man. We'll come back to it. <laughs> this is what Dej does, you guys. <laughs> um, there's anyone on football side? Um, no. So we're going to move into life outside of football. Don't, we're coming back to that question. You know? Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> what do you like getting up to in your downtime? You know, it's just chilling at home or just seeing my boys because obviously we all play football obviously when we link up we just have a laugh and a joke and just mm. chill out at any of our houses and just chill literally so what do you get up to are you gaming is it streaming or yeah sometimes we play a bit of FIFA or Call of Duty mm. yeah so That's who's our, your team on FIFA my team mm. you've got to say I'm Arsenal a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use I use Real Madrid Okay. okay, that Benzema, Vinny, <laughs> Benzema, and Vinny no, link up, no. undefeated. You, you don't want to, you don't want to play me when I'm Real Madrid. I'm telling you. Are you sure you're not one of those talkers that say they're good and then you play there? Like, oh. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. At FIFA, yeah. Okay. And in terms of like music, like what, what are you interested in? Um, I like like Jamaican music mm. and be honest, American. Mm. So which artist from America? I think I've got a guess in my head, but like which, which artist you you messing with? Who do you think? Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I knew it. your that, generation. That's yeah, it. yeah. Everyone baby. we've had on Little Baby is the first name. Yeah, no one's no one's ready for him. Yeah, he's he's top to be honest. So in terms of obviously I know it's still a bit early for this, like your international future. Obviously you've got England, you've got Jamaica. Is there any sort of preference, like who you'd like to represent, or is it still a bit too early for that? Um, it's a hard one as well, you know. Mm. Obviously, yeah. I would love to, I'd love to play for England, but mm. I feel like if I went back home, I'd get a different type of love over mm. there. Mm. Obviously, I can make a name for myself. And I want to be a king somewhere. So mm. it's interesting because someone you mentioned, Amari, like he nailed these colours to the masters. I'm repping Jamaica, where he's got the talent to represent England. So like, we were speaking to a player, um, Isaiah Jones. He even said the the same thing that listen, yeah. like players need to start repping their country. Yeah, it's true. Because like, he wants to represent Guyana, which mm. on the face of it, if you've got England, Jamaica, Guyana. Probably football-wise, Guyana will probably be at the back of the queue. Yeah. But he's saying that, let's represent our own countries, yeah. man. Like, let's uplift kind of thing. What's your thoughts on that? Nah, he's talking a lot of sense, to be fair. Mm. Why do you think that's important? It's important because like, you, you always need to remember like, your background and mm. where your family's from. Like, I feel like a lot of players like, do it for the money, mm. innit? Mm. But, like, I think sometimes you need to recognize your roots mm. so as Amari being like texting you saying bro I'm waiting for you I'm yeah, waiting for you he's been on me for, is it on me for time okay yeah. serious I'm just trying to sort out my passport nah that's, that's done I'm good to go okay so I've like the Jamaican association or FA whatever it's called have they been in contact with yeah, you yeah, okay contact, yeah so what did they say we're interested we're looking at you what, what? I'll be honest I didn't really get them like went to my mum 
Okay. Yeah, so she's just trying to sort it all out. I know your mum's 30 and y'all did it. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the freedom yeah, of Jamaica. Yeah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> so in terms of um, social media, what are your thoughts? In what way? Positive? Negative? Mm. I think social media has got its pros and cons. That it's good, like, especially as a footballer, like, if you're doing well, like, you're going to love social media. <laughs> if you're not doing so well, you're not going to want to be mm. on it. Mm. Also, you got girls, like, sometimes it can be a distraction. Mm. Like, yeah, so. especially for you young guys, you know. Yeah, I'm sure, like you know, yeah, yeah. the women are maybe throwing themselves at yeah, you and stuff nuts. like that. So, how do you even navigate that? Someone, you know, being a professional at a big club, like how do you decipher? I don't know the real from the fake. If you get what I'm saying? Do you do you prefer to maybe meet people outside face to face or social media? Like how how is that? I go off energy, so face to face. Yeah. It's actually mad because we had, I'm not sure if you know him, Andre Wisdom on the podcast. And he was like, that's kind of why he's not on social media. Mm. Distractions, girl. (laughs) 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 Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's actually mad. So like, how do you decipher and determine what's real and what's fake? Because let's be honest. Girls like clout. Let's be real. When you ask footballer of status, girls are interested. They're going to be like, yeah, okay, let's go in this. So how do you like decipher and navigate like around that kind of stuff? I'll be honest. I'm, I'm different from a lot of guys. <laughs> and that's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got like a vetting process. Like, you, yeah. A girl can message me and say like, let's go here. Yeah. I'm not on it. <laughs> I'm just you know what it is it's just good to wrap your thing from early and then just go just, sail off into yeah. the sunset basically. <laughs> I'm just calm I'm just calm nah I love that so mm. in terms of like hopes for the future like this coming season obviously I know we spoke about a potential loan so like what are you doing now to make sure you're in like a fit sort of state when you go back to pre-season um, I've been doing some one-to-ones with my boy Mac. Big up my boy Mac. Big up Mac. <laughs> Big up. <laughs> and obviously Mark Finley as well. I don't know if you don't know him. Can't lie. The first session I went back. Blowing. Yeah. I started seeing stars. <laughs> what a joke. And yeah, I've just been doing like gym work myself mm. as well. So training. do you have like a gym program of us or you just like do your thing like nah, they give uppers us, and lowers? Or? Nah, they give us gym program but I've been doing it for years, like my own thing, isn't it? So, but I try and like make it similar, but mm-hmm. not exactly the same. Yeah. But yeah. Nah, you've been you've been brilliant, my bro. Um, we're wishing you all the best in your journey, and we're gonna be supporting Maji. Thank you. So bro. keep up the good work, stay focused, and you're gonna have a bright future. Yeah, this is just the start. And thank you for coming on. You've done fantastic. Again, we always say to young players, yeah, like, let's let's have a chat. Yeah. You know, use us as, you know, to build your profile because obviously you're going to the top and I think this helps. And as I said, you've conducted yourself properly like a true young professional. So, like, thanks for coming <laughs> yeah. on. Definitely. Thank and you. It's been a pleasure. No, we appreciate it. And it's commendable because me at 19, I'll be buckling under this yeah. sort of environment. Yeah. You get what I mean? So, <laughs> no, I did there and be yeah, trembling. You're chill. Yeah. Like, you answer the questions well. You're professional. So, like, we're just hoping you do the business on the pitch now and we're wishing you, like, a great season. Yeah, thank you, man. We've got a closing tradition on this podcast where we asked the guests that we've had on to recommend potential guests in football to come onto this platform. So after experiencing the TBG treatment, who in football would you recommend as a good fit to come onto the, the Beautiful Game podcast? You know who you are. Rolando. <laughs> my cousin, man. Yeah. He has to yeah. come on here. Cool. Yeah. He he's got to. a good story. Definitely. I know he's been to like Italy, Newcastle, Scotland. So yeah, that would be a dope one. That would be a good one still. And one more, if you had to recommend. Who else would I recommend? Um, Bradley. I don't know if you've had Bradley yet. Bradley. Abraham. 
Nah, no. nah, we're not bread. Nah. Yeah. Cool. No, I appreciate that. And Dej, we need to go back to your question. What was it that? Yeah, like what's something that <laughs> no one knows about you? Like what's a hidden talent, so to speak? I don't like. I don't like dishing this one out, but I used to, I used to be able to sing. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have it's to drop the nah, vocals. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> what, what are we talking like R and B or what? Like, anything. Anything. Serious. Okay. It's gone though. It's gone. What, what? the vocals? Yeah, what voices? broke now it's okay so before now. what do you still try and do a nah. little hair in there <laughs> only to the things are you singing to the nah. things <laughs> voice note <laughs> cool we're gonna leave it there yeah. that's another episode of the beautiful game podcast as Dej said we will be giving a lucky listener subscriber and that's the proper arsenal okay, like the, the fans love this away this kit, innit? So i know thing. there's gonna be this a lot is, of comments in my opinion the best kit in years even though i don't like arsenal but i know the players so i, I always have to give them respect <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna leave it there best comment um will win that arsenal shirt we'll send it to you next day delivery so you'll get asap we're gonna leave it there over and out peace Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.